1: I'm Kim. And I'm B, And this is Killer Reality, where we are full of technical difficulties the last couple of days. So welcome (laughs) to our very professional podcast.
0: You don't want to miss it. Give us some grace, okay? We're noobs here. We're just normal people.
1: (laughs) Yeah. If you're looking professional podcast, this is not the one for you. For sure. Mm -mm. Well, I just came off my high of watching my uh, sister wives part one tell all. Um. Yeah, Cody's an ass. <laughs> you don't say. I'm glad that you're finally realizing this a hundred years later, <laughs> 17 season later. Cody's an asshole, guys. Yeah, he's uh he's something else. He's he's quite the character. Um, he's a piece of work. He's a piece of work, and I still stand by Janelle and Christine. They are my queens. Janelle is my spirit animal. Um, I have several spirit animals. Um, and they range <laughs> drastically. <laughs>
0: they <laughs> do. They You're all over the place. You're not uh There's no discrimination in your spirit animals, that's for sure.
1: There is not. I am definitely all. I mean, I got serial killers. I've got Joanna Gaines. I got Janelle. Um, uh, yeah, I'm a weird one, guys. You are equal opportunity. Not I weird. Am. Equal opportunity. <laughs> I see the logic in all of them, actually, so... Um, So today, we're doing our true crime, and we are going to talk about Cindy James. All right. Here we go. On October seventh, 1982, as Cindy James was settling in for the evening, her phone rang, and like anyone in 1982, she had no caller ID, guys. In 1982, there was no caller ID, so she had no idea who was calling. How do people function?
0: Like, I don't barely answer my phone when I know who it is these days. (laughs) If I don't know who it is on that caller ID, I'm not answering.
1: Dude, when my kids got cell phones, um, you know, people thought it was weird them being so young, but I liked having the ability to contact them, which I didn't have when I was a kid. I mean, we could send smoke signals or we were told to be (laughs) home at a certain time. And if you weren't home, like the parents really didn't panic. Like, if my kids were 15 minutes late, I'm like, oh, my God, somebody kidnapped them. Right. You know, but when I was a kid, we were out doing all sorts of weird shit. Same. Like, we didn't
0: have, obviously, the cell phones or anything. And it was be home by dark or be home by this time. And, yeah, we didn't have all the worries and concerns that we did
1: these day or these days. Yeah, it's so weird. So she uh, picked up the phone, and all she heard was someone on the other end whispering her name, which would freak me out.
0: That would be scary.
1: That would be scary. That gave me chills. <laughs> that call would be the first of many that tortured Cindy. She would close her blinds only for the phone to ring and her to be told that it does no good because the caller knew she was in the living room. Oh, my goodness. Right. Right? That's like one of those scary movies where the killer calls you from inside the house. Yeah. Yeah. So, And
0: that would make you think, okay, how do you know? Like,
1: there weren't cell phones back then. Like, is this a neighbor? Who's watching me right now? Right. What the hell is going on? And how do you know in my living room? Although I could say that most phones back then were either in the living room or the kitchen.
0: Right. Well, this, okay,
1: that does make sense. Right. And you had really, really long cords that you could stretch across the house because I've done it and then wrap myself up and then almost choked myself. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. So in the next two weeks, the harassment escalated to rocks being thrown at her windows, um, the porch lights being broken. The perpetrator even broke into her home and left menacing notes and slashed her pillow. The note was straight out of a murder mystery with cut out words and letters from like a magazine. And it was taped to a piece of paper saying, soon, Cindy.
0: Oh, my God. This gave me chills again. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it gets a lot worse.
1: (laughs) So Cynthia Elizabeth Hack was born in British Columbia, 1944, to her stay-at-home mom of six children and her retired military officer dad. Upon graduation from high school, Cindy pursued a career in nursing, and she met a doctor by the name of Roy Makepeace, Um, There are some articles that refer to him as James, so if you do go research this yourself, Roy is also James. Uh, He was 20 years older than her, and they both worked with children and adolescents with behavioral issues. Uh, She graduated from nursing school in 1966, and five months later, her and Roy uh, were married. In 1982, Roy and Cindy divorced, and her nightmare began so 1982 is the year that her and roy divorced 1982 is the year shortly after the divorce that the harassment started Geez, not a good year for miss cindy no very rough year so for six and a half years cindy filed over a hundred complaints to the vancouver police department for harassment jesus six and a half years guys um, during lot. this time, Cindy began a relationship with an officer named Pat McBride. Pat reported once seeing uh, James or Roy outside of Cindy's home with two guns. Pat and Cindy's relationship was short-lived. And within a month of that and seeing uh, Roy or James outside, Pat was like, you know what? I can't do this. I'm out. Right. So I don't he want any off. part of this mess. Yeah. He's like, this does not seem good. I got to go. So for three months after or three months after the first phone call, Cindy was physically attacked. Her friend had stopped by her house to check on her and found Cindy in the garage with a black stocking tied around her neck. And Cindy reports that she had entered the garage to grab something and was attacked. And the only thing that she could identify about the attacker was uh, the attacker was wearing white tennis shoes.
0: Okay, so not okay. a whole
1: lot to go off of here. Not a whole lot to go off. She says that she was knocked unconscious during the attack. So over the years, Cindy found three dead cats hanging from her trees with a note that said she was next. Her dog was also attacked, her dog Heidi, um, and her phone lines had been cut. So she comes home one day and finds uh, her dog Heidi with a black stocking around its neck or a cord because there's differing reports Um, sitting in her own feces and trembling
0: oh my god listen fuck faces leave the animals alone what the hell
1: well then she goes outside and finds cats hanging in her trees that is so sad it's so sad and just wrong on every freaking level leave the animals alone like you said so the harassment continued and Cindy ended up hiring a private investigator. He gave Cindy a two-way radio and one night in 1984, he heard a commotion on the two-way radio. He rushes over to Cindy's house and finds her unconscious on the floor with a black stocking tied around her neck and the knife stabbed through her hand into the floor saying, now you must die, cunt. Oh, well. <laughs> so We're we escalated. are aggressive. Pretty aggressive. So she later tells investigators that she saw a man come through her gate and was hit in the head. And she remembers a needle going into her arm. So basically she was drugged.
0: Hmm. Mm hmm.
1: She had superficial injuries and was transported to the hospital. The police put Cindy's home under 24 hour surveillance, but nothing ever occurred while they were monitoring the home. Some reports say that there were 14 different police officers monitoring the house.
0: I mean, if I saw that there was a police presence, I don't think that if I were the perp, I'd be out there causing problems. Correct.
1: Now, I don't know if, you know, they're sneaky like we see in movies that sit in unmarked cars and, you know try to be obscure or if they're just literally sitting out front in their police cars like right i, I feel have like
0: now. back in that day that's probably what the situation was i, feel I don't know like did we you ever see SM- beverly
1: hills cop mm.
0: <laughs> they oh, were able well, to yeah. get a
1: banana in a tailpipe damn it <laughs> 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 only if it could all be like the movies right well if a cop was eddie murphy that'd be cool too so that would be pretty interesting so, all the phone calls that she were getting were all too short to be traced as well. So, the cops were never able to trace any of the calls to any phone at any time. So, in 1984, the police took Roy in for questioning, and he was like, I have nothing to do with this. And he's like, But you know what? She did upset a family um, of one of her patients, and they have ties to organized crime. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. Plot twist. So the police go to Cindy, and they're like, hey, we want you to take a polygraph test. So at this time, this is her second polygraph test. When she first started all her reports, the police wanted to do a polygraph test on her then, just to see she failed it. Oh.
0: But this time,
1: they found her responses were truthful. Hmm, Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So the police called off the surveillance of her home because... Nothing was happening, and with hours of them leaving, Cindy was found in a ditch six miles from her home with a black stocking tied around her neck, unconscious, and the needle sticking out of her arm. Uh, She only had a man's work boot and a glove, and she was suffering from hypothermia, and it was, of course, December um, that this took place, and she had no memory of what happened. So Weird, whoever was watching her all, house worked pretty damn quickly,
0: very quickly, Um, wasted no time. Right. And what is with the black stocking? So obviously, it's the same person, the same MO, whatever. Mm-hmm. What is going on here? Weird. Exactly.
1: So she's, of course, scared. It is now 1986. And she has asked her friend, Agnes and Agnes's husband, Tom to stay with her. So they would stay on and off with her. Um, throughout the week, and they just wanted to be present and kind of act as protection for her, which I would want to. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Tom was home alone when he realized the basement was on fire. He tried to call 911, but the phone lines had been cut, and he ran from the home and noticed a man standing on the curb. He asked the man to go call 911, but the man ran off instead of calling 911. Little suspect. Little suspect. So, eventually, the fire crews arrive, and during the investigation, they found the fire was staged. Staged meaning? Basically, it was set purposefully, set okay. from the inside, and there was no access from the outside. So, they made this assumption Due to the fact that the only access to the basement was through a window and there were no fingerprints. And again, guys, how many cases do we talk about where if you're going to stage something, act like you go through the damn window. Right. At this point. (laughs) Get your shit together. Come on. Get your shit together, put some fingerprints, crawl through the damn window. And there's never when the police are investigating these uh, incidences with the physical or even this fire, there's no fingerprints. There's no actual evidence of anyone breaking into these homes Hmm. or into the home and doing anything to Cindy. So in addition, the investigation revealed that Cindy wasn't home because she was out walking her dog. So that was suspect to police. They were like... A woman who's being constantly harassed and has been attacked and had a knife plunged through her hand, why is she out walking her dog at night by herself? It's a good question. It's a good question. So, why is she? I mean, so at this point, with all the psychological crap that's going on in Cindy's life, and it's been years since this harassment has started. Cindy's doctor was like, you know what, we're going to put you in a psychiatric ward because there's fears that she would harm herself. There is documents that she had depression and she was suicidal. Um, So the doctor's like, you know, you've got a lot of psychological crap going on for your own safety. We're going to put you in here for a little bit. So she was admitted for 10 weeks she was evaluated for multiple personality disorder, but it was eventually found uh, that she was completely sane, and her behavior was due to the police not believing her, and nobody really believing her except her family and friends. Okay. Okay. So, while she was in there, she admitted to her family she knew who the attacker was, and if the police weren't going to stop him, she would, and she believed it was Roy.
0: Well. Yep. Um... Okay.
1: So on May 20th, 1989, by the way, I'd been graduated from high school for like five days.
0: <laughs>
1: Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Cindy writes a letter to her sister stating that she was feeling optimistic because the tax seemed to be decreasing. And on May 25th, Cindy disappeared.
0: Oh, no. So five
1: days after she wrote a letter to her sister. She was doing routine things that day. She deposited her paycheck. She bought a gift for someone and she went grocery shopping. Later that evening, her friend Agnes came over for a card game, which they had planned and found out that Cindy wasn't there. She was like, well, where the hell did Cindy go? So Agnes became nervous and her and Tom went around to places that Agnes thought that she would go. And they found her car. And they found blood on the door handle and her groceries and the gift and her purse were on the front seat. But there was no sign of Cindy.
0: Where'd you go, Cindy? Where are you? <laughs> Cindy, where are you?
1: The police were called and the search for Cindy began. So now fast forward to June 8th. Remember, this was May 25th that someone noticed that she was gone. Mm-hmm. On June 8th, her body was found at an abandoned house. Um, she was hogtied with a black nylon stocking around her neck and her coat was found near her body.
0: Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. The abandoned house was along a busy road, and spray-painted on the home's fuel tank was some bitch died here, with a line from that fuel tank to her body with a circle around where her body was laying. That's awful. Yep. Inside the home, devil was spray-painted on the wall. So the coroner had noted that her hands were bound very tightly and a needle mark was found on her inner right elbow. It was determined based off the insects that were on her body that decomp had started around June 2nd. Okay. Okay. Three drugs were found in her system, morphine, diazepam, and fluorazepam. The morphine was 10 times the lethal dose um, that was found in her system. It was also determined that the diazepam and the fluorazepam were ingested orally in very large amounts. And while there was no definitive determination on how the morphine got in her system, uh, intravenous use was not ruled out. The combo of the diazepam and the fluorazepam alone were enough to kill her. Um, Add in the amount of morphine, and it could have rendered her unconscious in minutes.
0: I can imagine. That's a lot of drugs. That's a lot. That's That's wild.
1: Yeah, and they're all... Nervous system depressants, basically. Right. Because diazepam is Valium. Mm-hmm. So, you know, ingesting that would knock you on your ass pretty damn quick and then kill Absolutely. you shortly thereafter. Yeah. So let's go to the investigation now. The police had always been suspicious of Cindy very early on. Um, That she was doing all this herself for attention. Because there was never any clear indication of a perpetrator. There were no fingerprints. There was no evidence of any entry into her home from the outside. There was never really any eyewitness to anything. No one was ever around like Agnes and Tom. When they were there, nothing happened. Her phone never rang. No notes were left. Nothing was going on. So, and there was also that failed polygraph test. So this probably led to um, also a shitty investigation because the cops really weren't into it. And the fact that this took place over seven years or six and a half, seven years, and the cost of searching for this stalker and the investigations came to over $2 million. Wow.
0: Which back then, that's a
1: huge number. Huge Huge number. And this was just on her case. Just on her case. So the night of her disappearance, there were two people interviewed at the bank that reported a woman similar in appearance acting strangely in the parking lot. Neither could identify a picture of Cindy, but one of the guys that was interviewed said, you know, described the jacket that was found near her body. Mm -hmm. And at this point, no one has ever been caught for stalking or murdering her. So right now we have three possible theories. We have the stalker. Or slash murderer. So, is it the ex-husband? Is it the ex-boyfriend who was a cop who, incidentally, um, was arrested for sexual assault a couple of times? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, was Cindy doing this to herself for attention and accidentally overdosed? You would think, as a nurse, she would know what those drugs would do.
0: You would think. And then, I mean, I have some other questions.
1: Was it suicide? I that's my big question is how could it be right and Cindy's family maintains that they do not believe she would kill herself so um, let's talk about the cop for a minute Pat McBride the ex-boyfriend he was arrested on two counts of sexual assault on women years after Cindy's death so is it possible that she started the stalking thing for attention he investigated it and just took over and became her actual stalker like made it real
0: Mm. I would have
1: never looked at things that way. Yep. Um, Also, the being hogtied, expert testimony in the coroner's inquest said that the kind of knots that were tied, they were tied in a way that she could have done it herself. Now, I haven't watched any YouTube videos, but I guess there is a way that you can do that. And especially kind of with nylon stockings, they're easier to move around, I would assume, and stretch sure so i I don't i struggle with that theory but okay yeah so what say you it's never been solved guys this is still unsolved no one knows how cindy died the coroner ruled it as an accident at this point um
0: but no one really
1: knows how she died
0: so for me i think it's Odd that you would hogtie yourself. I mean, sure, you could ingest drugs, you could inject drugs, you could do that all on your own. But I find it difficult to hogtie yourself and just lay there and die after, you know, painting or spray painting and setting up the scene. I just feel like that's weird to me. Mm-hmm. And like you said, being a nurse, she had to know that. this much drugs would kill her, and I don't see her being suicidal. I don't feel like a suicidal person goes grocery shopping and goes to buy a gift um, knowing that in a couple hours they're going to kill themselves.
1: Well, let me take this a step further. So her private investigator believed her. He's like, dude, I saw the knife in her hand. You know, she couldn't have done that herself. So he encouraged her and he supported her. The police also investigated everybody in her life, colleagues, acquaintances, friends, um, and nobody had any reason to torment Cindy. Uh, The police also did a international search on Roy because he's actually South African and came up clean. There's no physical evidence and it linked him to the incidents um, at Cindy's home now. Cindy went under hypnosis and during hypnosis, she said that she witnessed her ex-husband Roy killing and dismembering a young couple while they were on a yacht trip uh, near Thorn Manby Island in 1981. So police looked into it and established that Roy and Cindy did indeed um, had been sailing near this island the year before their separation but they couldn't find any evidence of a missing couple or body parts washing up. There's nothing, which doesn't mean it didn't happen, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Cindy's sister was also on this trip, and she told police that she did not notice anything unusual happening.
0: Weird. So is Cindy's mind just making things up while under hypnosis? What?
1: Weird. Weird. There's a lot of speculation that she had multiple personality disorder. And one theory is that maybe she wasn't aware that she was harming herself. Like one personality would take over and do this stuff. And then she would come back into it. But she's never been formally diagnosed. There is some argument in Reddit that people have found things that she was diagnosed and then she wasn't. Hmm. So... Let me give you one other piece of information. So during all these calls that are going on, right, um, the phone company revealed to the police that she had dialed her own number from inside the home. But how could you do that? How how could you get a signal? How can you dial your own phone number unless, you know, back in the day you used to hit the little hang up thing, to click over to call waiting Mm because that was super exciting guys when call waiting came about.
0: I remember, I remember.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And you click that thing and you take the other call, right? So was it possible that she somehow was able to engage her own phone line and then click that over and dial that number? But I don't, I would think it would come up as a busy signal. So I don't really understand that.
0: That's what I would think. I mean, granted, cell phones and landlines are completely different compared to now and then. But even if you call your own cell phone, for example, it doesn't ring through. It just sends you right to voicemail.
1: Right. So the police actually blew that off. They're like, well, you know, maybe the phone company has a record. Like if you push that number in, maybe it records that. I don't know. So a month after this, um, Cindy reported a, uh, Delivery to her home of raw meat. Cindy found the rotten parcel in her post box, you know, the mailbox. No one ever saw anyone deliver the package. There's no record of any delivery company delivering a package. And the police felt that she put it there herself. So much speculation. And remember the basement fire? Yes. That wasn't the only fire. There was two others. Was there? Uh-huh. So Tom and Agnes were there again, and the smoke alarm woke them up, and Cindy rushed into the room and was like, oh, there's another fire in the basement. Again, phone lines have been cut, but they were able to put the fire out. Hmm. Now, there are reports of Cindy <clears throat> taking the dog for a walk at odd hours, three o'clock in the morning. So if you're being stalked, and you're being physically attacked, why would you go alone at three o'clock in the morning? Right. Wouldn't it be my first choice by it any means? would not be mine. So during um, when all the stockings first happened, she had actually moved from her house. She painted her car a different color. And she also changed her last name back to her maiden name, thinking that doing all that would stop whoever this was, but it never stopped so weird. So weird. So, um, yeah, she, as you can imagine, was spiraling downward, her mental health and, um, her landlord, she was renting her house. Um, the landlord was fed up and asked her to move out. Um, the police actually wrote in a report that she should be considered as dangerous person around children. And they wanted to notify her job. And she was given a 6 months leave of absence <clears throat> from her work because she worked with adolescents and children.
0: And this was based on the fact that they had thought she was doing this to herself or Correct. was there something else. Okay.
1: Correct. So during her 10-week stay also in the psychiatric ward, she had wrote in a journal that, I still feel suicide is my best option in an unbearable situation, and as soon as I get out of here, I will carry out my plan. Hmm, so maybe she did have suicidal ideations. Mm-hmm. But because she showed all that significant improvement after 10 weeks of being in the mental health facility, the doctors are like, well, we can't hold you here. Um, And the family was like, yeah, she, she needs to go. So um, she was seeing a therapist and she was starting to feel a little bit better, but again, we know how this ended. So the question still remains, did Cindy do this to herself? She was becoming increasingly mentally unstable because of this uh, alleged stalking. However, Was it being caused by a multiple personality? Was it being caused by her that just wanted attention, or was somebody actually doing this? Was it Roy? Was it Pat?
0: Yeah, this is tough. It's got my my head spinning right now. Like you have all this information about her, you know, being mentally unstable, having some struggles. She is a nurse, so she Mm -hmm. does have access to these drugs that she could have done this to herself. Mm -hmm. I think where I get caught up is the whole hog tying situation and the fact that she was, you know, hog tied pretty tightly, um, you know, granted the police or whomever said it could have been done herself. That's just, that's where I'm getting hung up.
1: Right. There was also a call to Roy at some point, um, and basically the caller said, Cindy, dead meat soon. Um, there is an actual recording of this. Um, you can find it on YouTube. A lot of people feel that it sounded like a woman trying to disguise her own voice. Um, and police felt it was Cindy. That left the message on Roy's answering machine.
0: Did you listen to it?
1: I did. And what's your thought? I feel like it is a woman. Okay. It just sounds too fake. Okay. Um, you know, which is entirely possible when somebody's calling and harassing and stalking someone, you want to disguise your voice. Um, but there's just something off about it. So, um, yeah, I, I'm going to go into the camp that she has multiple personality disorder which i believe is now called dissociative identity disorder
0: yep DID
1: DID and um i'm going to go with that she was doing it to herself but may not been aware that she was doing this and she had some definitive mental health issues because she had access to all this and You know, you talk about the black stockings. The police never found any black stockings in her house. Um, They never found any receipts um, indicating that she bought any black stockings. So, I don't know. Sometimes I don't ask for a receipt for things. I mean, that doesn't really mean anything. Right.
0: Or they ask you, do you want the receipt? And you're like, nah, no, I'm good.
1: Right. Um, So, again... (coughs) Sorry guys, my throat. (laughs) Maybe I'm getting sick. Who knows? Um, One thing that bothers me too, is why would she do that to her dog? But again, we can't make any assumptions in mental health, right?
0: Right.
1: So during this investigation, the police had actually had 84 witnesses um, to testify basically at the coroner's inquest. And despite all the evidence, they really couldn't come to a conclusion And they basically ruled it as an accident or an unknown event. Um, Again, no one can really explain other than it is possible, according to experts, to hogtie yourself with stockings.
0: Hmm. I don't know why I get hung up on this. I guess I must picture it being more difficult than they think it is.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's something like, you know, when you put on a bra and you twist it around, like you tie your knots, you twist it around and you make loops for your hands. Sure. And then you're able to pull them, maybe some way you tie them with your hands behind your back. So you can get the, you can get the stocking on your ankles, no problem, right? You get into position, you put the stocking on your ankles, you flip it around, and then you put your hands through loops or you know, because you have to have loops to tie both hands, right? Right. So you already pre tie those loops, put your hands through it, and then somehow make it tight enough. But then again, on the flip side, it wouldn't have to be tight enough. And would she have time for getting all these drugs in her system? Because how did the drugs get in her system? Mm-hmm. It would have happened really quickly. So she would only have a short amount of time to take the drugs, inject herself, swallow a bunch of pills hogtie herself and then lay down in the position and die.
0: Hmm. So let's say let's say she did do this all herself. She was staging this whole production on her own. Do you think that she <clears throat> intended to kill herself or do you think she just went too far by
1: accident? I think the amount of drugs and her being a nurse, she would know. That that amount of drugs, because the one thing that you can't guarantee is time. Like if I'm going to go through all this and it to be something I'm just doing for attention, I would Mm -hmm. have to make sure, of course, understanding that everybody's mental health is in a different state at different times, right? So I'm coming at it with a logical point of view that I would have to time it where somebody would find me Mm -hmm. in enough time. And I would have to calculate, like, if I'm going to do this at home and I know somebody is about to come home from work, do I take into account that traffic is going to be bad or there's some kind of blockage or something that slows you down or they just stop at a store, Right? right? So she would have to know that somebody is going to find her quickly with that amount of drugs in her system. So then you kind of lean towards suicide that whatever mental issues she's going through, Maybe she never shared with her family because a lot of people hide things, right? Absolutely. So maybe she wants her family to think she's an outgoing, happy-go-lucky person and she would never kill herself. But deep down, whatever's happening with the stalking, whether real or something induced by herself, there's some kind of torment either way. And so why wouldn't you want to end your life? Right. Right. Which is
0: understandable. And then I think it just also takes me back, though, to the fact that she had just gone grocery shopping and bought a gift. Usually, um, you know, if you're suicidal, you're not planning for things like that or moving forward with things like that. But I guess if you potentially have DID and you're all over the place mentally, who's to say?
1: Right. And we have to take into account, too, that there were things spray painted on this abandoned house, which means if she flipped over to this other personality, this would, that would have to take, be there present long enough to spray paint, to inject drugs, to lay down in a circle, to go into the house and spray paint devil on the wall. You know, there's a lot of stuff that I, I don't, cause I don't know enough about DID cause everything I've watched um, some very interesting documentaries that they can be in it for minutes or they can mm-hmm. be in it for days. Right. And so you don't know.
0: I don't know. It's a weird one. What if, what if these times when she was out walking her dog at three o'clock in the morning or whatever, what if at those times she was staging her scene? You know, how far from her home was she found? Like, do we know?
1: Uh yeah I forget it's in one of the the news things I don't think it was <clears throat> too far from the house I don't think it was like the one where she was 6 miles away found in the ditch I don't think it was that far so it's possible um that so basically what I've read is a location where her body was found was pretty busy and many pedestrians and joggers uh, went by several times a day. And there was even a homeless guy that lived in a van and cooked his meals close to where he would have a clear view of where she was lying. But he claims, and I guess they talked up to a jogger um, that was going by and he said he never saw a body. And this was, two weeks prior to her discovery. So she was already there. So you're telling me two weeks, nobody saw this body. Right. But apparently nobody saw this body because it was a construction worker that actually found her. And she had decomposed to the point where the bugs had been at the scene since the first few days of June. So she was still seven days past that and where she was unaccounted for.
0: Hmm. Did she, from your research, from what you, you know, read and whatnot, did it seem like she had a pretty normal childhood and upbringing for the most yes. part? Yep.
1: Her mom was a stay-at-home mom. Her dad was a colonel in the military. Um, there's really no accounts of any abuse or anything super traumatic that happened in her life to, you know, flip over. So... Again, it's still an unsolved mystery. No one really knows. And there is a lot of different camps, kind of like Stephen Avery. Sure. Um, Of whether she did this on her own or if she did it um, or if a stalker did it. I would say the belief that she had the multiple personality disorder and that she wasn't aware she was doing this seems to be the leading theory.
0: Which could make sense. And that's the reason I asked, excuse me, about her childhood, because a lot of times DID is um, a trauma response to, you know, block out bad memories. So that's why I was asking like how her childhood was. Right,
1: right. There's no real accounts. Well, I mean, even Jeffrey Dahmer had a fairly normal childhood, right?
0: This is true. Well, you know, you know so well, his it, mom was kind of disgusting.
1: Well, his mom was a wackadoo, but his dad, you know, stepped up and then remarried and, you know, he had a fairly normal life. He was just a bizarre guy. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, sorry to leave you hanging, guys. We have no clear answer for this, but it's- But it'll get your thought. wheels spinning. If you
0: guys have any thoughts or theories, let us know. I feel like this is one of those cases, and maybe they are, and we just don't know about it, but that those good old internet
1: sleuths out there, the Reddit people and everything should be looking into. Oh, Reddit's all over it. I bet. I mean, you post on Reddit that you're having a hard time with grilled cheese, you're going to have 580 (laughs) comments on how to do your grilled cheese and what to use. Yeah. So Anyway. Hmm, so guys, interesting. like be said, uh, you know, post your thoughts on our Facebook or Instagram. We'd love to hear what you think. This is a really interesting case and so far it's still unsolved.
0: Yeah, maybe you have the answers we need because I need to know about this hog tying business still. That's where I get caught up. Possible, sounds like it. Weird, sounds like it. Did she have the means? Absolutely. She had access to These medications and the speculation is she might have had some mental health issues. Well, maybe not speculations because she was in a facility for, what, 10 weeks? So Mm -hmm. she definitely had some struggles. Um, But it's still a weird one to me. Very strange. Still a weird one.
1: Yep. And, you know, like I said, with Darlie Routier, I was in the camp for years that she was innocent. And now I'm not. So, you know, I could be completely wrong Hmm. because I like these ones that get me thinking (laughs) because you're wrong a lot (laughs) (laughs) at least I can admit it unlike some people Cody Brown I'm talking to you oh my
0: goodness I like these ones where it's kind of up in the air and unknown but then on the other hand I am an individual that likes answers and for things to make sense so it bothers
1: me a little bit yes absolutely Okay, guys, uh, that's all we have for you. And uh, if we don't talk to you before Christmas, we hope everyone has a wonderful Christmas. Absolutely.
0: Hope you guys have a safe and fun time with your family and friends or whatever you do. Um, And as always, we appreciate you. Bye. Bye.